0: لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوه وأكرمني بنور الفه اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين We've been discussing some hadith about the significance of the Quran. The hadiths we have been discussing are selected from Al Kafi, the section called Kitabu al Quran, about the merits of the Quran. And as you know, Kafi is one of our very important collections of Hadith, one of the Qutubah Arba'i, the first four major collections of Hadith were called Qutubah Arba'i, so Kafi is one of them. In the second part today, we want to carry on from another chapter of the same section. And that is... The merits of the people who carry the Qur'an. Of course, to carry the Qur'an doesn't mean just to have a copy of the Qur'an in your hand or pocket and carry it. We discussed a little bit about this in the introduction, uh, the opening ceremony we had for the hose. If Allah give me a chance, inshallah, another time uh, in future, I will explain more the concept of Hamlul Qur'an. What does it mean, Hamlul Qur'an? Anyway, in this chapter, Fadlul al Qur'an, there are some hadiths. I only mention some of them. The first hadith, An-Abi Abdullah alayhi salam. Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said, Qala Rasulullah Sadabhahu Aliwa Ali Wasalla. The Prophet said In Ahlal Quran Fi Ala Darajatin Minal Adam Yen Mahalan Nabiena Walmur Salin. The people of the Qur'an and I am, inshallah, asking you uh, after a few moments to tell me who are Ahlul Qur'an. So, So far just we say Ahlul Qur'an, people of the Qur'an. But you should tell me who are Ahlul Qur'an. In Ahlul Qur'an, the people of the Qur'an are in the highest rank among human beings Except The prophets And messengers So after the prophets And messengers Who themselves received wahya, Revelation From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala After them Who has the highest rank? Ahlul Quran The people of the Quran أَهْلَ الْقُرْآنِ حُقُوقَهُمْ Do not underestimate the rights of the people of the Qur'an. Don't underestimate their right, their position, their rank. فَإِنَّ لَهُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ الْجَبَّارِ لَمَكَانَنَ aliyan. Because truly they have a very high position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the people of the Quran this is why i told you this is a shortcut if you want to get closer to Allah if you want to be very high position in very high position do it through the Quran another hadith is from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. And that is hadith number two. lil-qur'an. Al-amilu bih. The one who memorizes the Quran. Or the one who preserves the Quran. And acts upon it. Al-amil. Means the one who acts. Bihi. Upon the Quran. He would be with the angels who are honored and are very good. They are very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, who is in your understanding Ahlul Quran? Who is Ahlul Quran? And then among ordinary people. Yes. Yes, people then depending on how close they are to the Quran, they themselves are divided. Ahl in arabic comes from Allah yaulu ala yaulu al you have heard al al and ahl are very similar the people who are family of a person they are called ahl or al of that person because they do aul, ala yaulu means return Ruju'ah. A'la means to return. Your family always come to you. Yeah? If they go out, again, they come back to you. They go to a school, to, I don't know, office, outside, shopping, park, they come back to you. Yeah? But your friends, they visit you, they leave you. They don't come back to you. Maybe after some time, they come back to you. Maybe they never come back to you. But family of a person are the people who always stay with him. And if they go out, they come back to him. Okay? This is why Arabs call family Ahl or So Ahlul Qur'an are the people that their main station is with the Qur'an. Okay? If they go somewhere else, if they go out to do something, then they finish and come back to the Qur'an. Okay? This is your main station. It's not that the Quran is something that for them is a stranger or a friend that every six months, you know, they visit. They live with the Quran. They are people of the Quran. Okay? So they are people who are acquainted with the Quran and have close and constant relation with the Quran. Another hadith is hadith number four. This hadith is very beautiful and in some of the courses on Quran or spirituality we have been reflecting on this hadith And Abi Abdullah alayhi Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said Man qara al Quran wa Whoever recites the Qur'an while he or she is a young believer. Okay? If a reciter of the Qur'an is young and mu'min. اختلت القرآن باللحمه والدمه Qur'an will be mixed with his flesh and blood. So those who are in my age, maybe now we cannot do anything to mix the Qur'an with our flesh. If it is already mixed, it's mixed. If not, maybe it's too late. But those who are young, like most of you, you have to be appreciating this opportunity. You have to make sure that before you become old, Quran is mixed with your flesh and blood. This is the beauty of being a young person, pardon? Reciting, but with iman, with faith in the Quran. One of the things that inshallah we will mention is what does it mean? To believe in the Qur'an. You know, in the Qur'an itself, many times we talk about iman bil kitab. What does it mean to believe in the Qur'an? These are the things that inshallah we are going to discuss. So, if a person recites the Qur'an and he is young and he is mu'min or she is young and mu'mina, Qur'an will be mixed with his blood and flesh, then nothing can separate you from the Qur'an. Okay? Sometimes I explain it in this way. I say, if a person is going to die, You know, the pressure of death may make you forget everything. You know, sometimes uh, if you are under too much pressure, you forget even your name. You know? If too many things come to your mind at the same time or if you have a big, you know, sometimes you forget things. Okay? death is so difficult for the people who are not prepared for it. Those who are prepared for it, for them death is very easy. Okay? But if someone is not prepared for death, it's so difficult that people will forget whatever they have learned. Like, you know, a person who has exam, and because of stress, he forgets everything. Yeah? He has been studying. Or if you have an interview, you know, because you are stressful, you forget. After interview is finished, you remember all the answers, but during the interview, you don't remember. Or if you are not used to giving lectures, yeah? You prepare uh, maybe one hour lecture, then in five minutes, you finish. Because it's a stress. So, death is very uh, stressful for the people who are not prepared. And then, day of judgment. Because we have to go through death twice, at least. One is the first death and one is the death of, on the day of judge- judgment. And that is a day full of worries and pain and stress. To the extent that the Qur'an says, يَوْمَ لُكُلُّ مُرْضَعَةٍ A mother who has a very young baby and fosters the baby. She may forget everything, but she will not forget her baby. But on the day of judgment, even that mother forgets her baby. It's so difficult it is. Now, when we go through death, we go through the, uh, the difficulties of the day of Qiyamah, if you are asked about your aqa'at, who is your Lord? You may not be able to answer. Who is your Imam? What is your book? Let alone reading Surah Hamd. Even very basic things you may not remember. This is why when they put someone in the grave. you say you know. If the. al-Malakan al-Muqarraban. If the two close. Angels of Allah. Come to you and ask about your Lord. Your uh, Kitab. Your Qibla. Your Imam. Your Prophet. Tell them this. Because we need to help that person. Okay. So. If a person. Has learned something and is stored in his memory or her memory, okay? When he goes or she goes through the difficulties and a stressful situation of death and the day of judgment, memory will be erased. Okay? It will be erased. But those things that you learnt, and then absorb them and became malaka, became fixed quality of your soul, you are not going to forget them. Okay? When Quran is just in your memory, one, you know, I don't know maybe someone hits you you forget. The memory is gone. But if Quran is in every flesh cell of you know, your flesh and blood then it's never separable from you. Okay? So this is why it's important to absorb the Quran. This is why for example hadith says the person who goes on the Sarat bridge when he says Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, he will very quickly pass and cross Jahannam. But who can say Bismillah Rahmanir Rahim? That's important. If in dunya Bismillah Rahman Rahim has become part of yourself, then you remember to say Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Otherwise you will not say Bismillah Rahman Rahim at that time. So we have to make sure that Qur'an is so much taken on board that it will never be separated from us. And then Imam Sadiq salam <laughs> says وَجَعَلَهُ Like the same hadith we had before. Hadith number 2. Allah will make him. Able to be with the angels. Who are very close to him. Who are honored. On the day of judgment. Quran will be hajiz. Hajiz means a barrier. A protector. Okay. So. On the day of judgment, Quran will defend and protect this person. Would not let fire touch him. I ask you a question. If in every cell of your body, in every drop of your blood, there is Quran, can fire burn you? No way. Actually, people would come to you and ask for your help because they know that at least you are giving them safety. So it's not by chance or accident that you know people do shafa. Quran on the day of judgment would negotiate on behalf of this person. My Lord, Everyone who has worked, who has been, for example, commissioned, who has worked for someone, has been paid. Except the people who have been working for me. Please let him reach your most generous, most honorable gifts. Give the person who has been with me the best you have, the best gift you have. Then Allah will give this person two dresses of heaven. وَيُوضَعُ عَلَىٰ رَأْسِهِ تَاجُ And then the crown of honor will be put on his head. What are those two pieces of heavenly dress? Maybe it's Abba and Gabbah. And the crown is Amama. Because Amama is the tijan of heaven. We... This dress is not like other dress. This dress has reason. It's not just by chance we have chosen this dress. So, anyway, this is symbolic, of course, of heavenly dress. So, two dresses of heaven and crown of honor will be given to this person. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Hal al kafi? Are you now satisfied with what we have done for this person? Are you pleased? I was expecting more. Then he will be given. Am means safety, security, protection from fire into his right hand and the certificate of hold permanence in heaven so one is not to go to hell the other is to have permanent stay in heaven so one being in the right hand one in the left hand then he will go to heaven and he will be said recite or read and go one level higher then Quran will be said, Are you satisfied? Has he reached the position that you wanted? Then Quran says, yes, now I am happy. Then there is a Bashara for the people who have difficulty in learning the Quran. Some of our brothers and sisters Especially, the people who don't come from uh, lang- you know, a kind of Arabic speaking background or Farsi speaking background or Urdu speaking background, maybe sometimes they have difficulty in learning the Qur'an. The hadith says, وَمَنْ قَرَأَهُ كَثِيرًا بِمَشِقَّةٍ مِنْ if someone has difficulty, so he re- or she reads Quran more and more with difficulty, maybe even memorizing Surah Hamd takes long time f- for him or her. It's very difficult. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give reward to this person twice. means m- multiplies, doubles his or her reward. So don't be... Uh, disappointed if you see everyone is reading Quran, you know, and for you it's difficult. That's not important. What is important is that you made your best, your efforts. So it's not a matter of you know, how, for example, I don't know, fast or fluent one is reciting. It's a matter of how much he or she has put into this. Maybe for me, reading Quran was very easy. It took me maybe a few hours. Some people maybe tens of hours. So we cannot say we are better than those people. Another hadith is hadith number five. Imam Sadiq alayhi salam quotes from Rasulullah sallallahu about the way a carrier of the Qur'an is supposed to be. If Allah has given you the blessing of being a carrier of the Qur'an, in the sense that we explained on Saturday, inshallah we will explain later, you are carrying Qur'an. Okay? So then you have to be observing the requirements of this position. قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ إِنَّ أَحَقَّ النَّاسِ بِالتَّخَشُّعُ la وَالْعَلَانِيَةِ لَحَامِلُ الْقُرْآنِ The one who is supposed to have the greatest khushu' humbleness in secret or in public is a carrier of the Qur'an. It shouldn't be that because you read the quran you memorize the quran you learn the quran you teach the quran then you think that you are special you are important you know you become arrogant or na'uzubillah when you are in private in you know your secret life you don't act upon the quran if you are really a person who has been able to get close into the Quran, then you have to become very humble, very khashi, whether it is in public or at home. When you are alone, when you are with your family, you have to be as humble and as obedient as you are in the public. So Quran should bring khushu, you know khushu, yeah? Khushu' is humbleness of the heart. We have khudu' and we have khushu' Khudu' is humbleness which appears on your body. Khushu' is the humbleness which appears in your heart. For salat, ista'inu bil sabr was salaa innaha lakabiratun illa alal Those who are khashi' those who are humble, they would be able to seek assistance from salat and from fasting or patience. So, khushu'ah. So, inshallah, we students of Quran, students of this hawza, we should be trying our best to have and achieve this khushu'ah. Okay? If, na'uzu billah, there is arrogance or if there is dishonesty in public we are very khashe, very humble and obedient but in private we are different then we are not students of this hose. we are just tiring ourselves there are two ways to be students one is just to register formally one way is to be accepted by Allah to be a student of Hose. Those who are accepted by Allah to be a student of Hose, they should be al-Qur'an. Again, the people who are expected to have the best relation with fasting and prayer is hamil al-Quran. Don't say every day I re- recite you know, one hour Quran you know, with Tajweed and everything so it's enough. Actually, you have to be more appreciative of Salat and fasting. Then Rasulullah, Nada thumma nada a'la Rasulullah somehow, like you know, cried out. He said, Ya hamil al Quran. Oh, the one who carries the Quran, tawa'da' bihi. Allah try to be humble because of the Quran. Allah will raise you. You shouldn't raise yourself. Let Allah raise you. This is the nature of this world. If you want to raise yourself, you will be pushed down. If you are humble, you will be raised. okay? So Rasulullah said, because of the Quran, try to be humble Allah. Don't try to promote yourself and elevate yourself and raise yourself because of the Quran. Because then, then Allah will bring you down. Allah will take your honor away from you. There is an end for Hadith because time is short. I don't read the end of the Hadith. And then. The last hadith I want to mention, inshallah, you can read other hadith yourself. The last hadith for today is hadith number three from the next chapter. A person who learns the Quran with difficulty, either his memory is not good i don't know he has no she he or she has no concentration or i don't know he has to travel long distance to come to the class yeah some of you come from other towns i know you have children at home you are concerned so anyway there are lots of difficulties for learning the quran but still you manage to come so this chapter has hadith about the people that try to learn the Qur'an with difficulties. Hadith number three, and Abi Abdullah alayhi Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said, ينبغي للمؤمن اللا يموت حتى يتعلم القرآن aw yakuna fi ta'limi Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said what is expected from a mu'min is not to die unless he or she learns the Quran or is teaching the Quran so a mu'min before he or she dies must learn the Quran or be learning the Quran. Either you have learned it and now are teaching or you are continuing learning. So don't be separate from the Quran. This is very important, learning and teaching, learning the Quran, teaching the Quran, teaching and learning, this is the best Condition for meeting the angel of death. If the angel of death comes to you and finds you, either you are learning the Qur'an or you are teaching the Qur'an. That's the best condition. And Mu'min should not die unless in one of these two conditions. Okay. These are just few samples of many hadiths about the significance of the Qur'an. Inshallah we will talk more about the significance of the Quran in the next session according to the Quran itself but I wanted to prepare our minds some of the subjects that inshallah we are going to cover so that you know maybe gradually you can you know find some sources for yourself you know I don't know some references think about these issues is About the position of the Qur'an with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will continue this discussion, inshallah, based on the Qur'an itself. About the meaning of Nuzul al-Qur'an. What does it mean that the Qur'an has come down? This is very important. About the concept of revelation or wahy. What is wahy? What are different types of wahy? What are different methods of receiving wahy? How Quran was revealed to the Prophet? How the Quran was compiled? How we should understand the Quran? How we should understand the literal meaning of the Quran? The outward meaning of the Quran? Al-ma'na how we should be able to get into the deeper layers of the Qur'an. And how should we bring the Qur'an into our lives? These are issues that, inshallah, if Allah helps us, we will try to cover. And inshallah, I will also uh, give you some uh, papers, uh, Uh, You know links to some of the papers about this and some of the books so that you would also have something to study At the end we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to first of all make us grateful For this great gift of the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us if someone has Quran and He or she thinks that he has not been given a lot He has underestimated this gift, as Hadith says. If you have been given Qur'an, you shouldn't feel poor. You shouldn't feel that you lack anything. So we ask Allah to make us grateful. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to understand the Qur'an and take the Qur'an on board, implement the Qur'an, and also share the beautiful teachings of the Qur'an with other people and share the light of the Qur'an with other people, inshaAllah.